Greg Tem was recently named to serve as Chief Information Risk Officer at the Financial Services Information Sharing and Analysis Center. It's a newly created position focused on helping the FSISAC expand its global services through threat intelligence and information sharing. Today I'm joined by Greg to get some perspective about his new role, what he sees as being the key cyber threats facing the financial industry today and into the future, and how the FSISAC is evolving. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So Greg, could you just give our audience a bit of background about the FSISAC's mission and the role that you're going to play to help enhance information sharing and cyber threat intelligence across various industries? Well, as a member-driven organization, FSISAC's focus is to serve our membership, building value in strength and sharing, while also enhancing sector-wide resiliency and continuing to be a credible source for threat information. Now, we've grown significantly the past few years to over 7,000 member organizations worldwide where we've also made great strides to expand membership in the financial services sector in Europe, Asia Pacific, places like Singapore, Japan, and Australia, and we're making considerable progress in Latin America. Our board of directors and leadership recognize the expertise and capabilities the FSISEC has, as well as the interdependencies that exist across sectors, which are many of the reasons we could provide support for other ISACs and ISALs like oil and gas, real estate, retail, and legal. So, Greg, as I mentioned in the introduction, you've joined the FSISAC as Chief Information Risk Officer, a newly created position. What does the creation of this position say about how the FSISAC is evolving its mission? Yeah, well, I think it says that, you know, we continue to take security seriously as a fundamental component to the value proposition of the FSISAC. Uh, Many of our board members are Chief Information Security Officers or Chief Risk Officers of their organizations. So they have a keen sense of what's needed from the FSISAC to protect their organizations as well as our own. And this position will further solidify these high-level goals. So, Greg, from your perspective, what are some of the key functions that you'll be playing as Chief Information Risk Officer, and how will you be advising, if at all, some of FSISAC's membership? That's a great question. So my primary responsibilities will be to lead FSISAC's global intelligence program, its risk management program, and act as a trusted advisor to our membership on security issues. As a trusted security advisor to our membership, I'll work to continue bringing value to our membership by analyzing cyber threat information that we have at our disposal and to glean insights from it to inform our stakeholders for what it might mean to them. Uh, They can then use that intelligence to feed into their own risk management practices to help them further mitigate risk. So, Greg, I know that you're relatively new to this position with the FSISAC. In fact, I think you've only been in the position for three weeks. But you've been involved with the FSISAC for quite some time, and you actually joined the FSISAC team as a full-time employee after leading the Intelligence and Public-Private Partnership Program for Cyber and Physical Threats at MasterCard. How do you think that your experience there at MasterCard could help to be put to work at the FSISAC? Yeah, well, I'm excited to be part of the FSISAC team. And as far as MasterCard and my experience there, you know, MasterCard is a great company that values security from the top of the organization down. And I had the privilege to lead various components of their security program to include intelligence and strategy. And I think those two areas fit perfectly with the mission of the FSISAC. Uh, with recent reports estimating that cybercrime damages alone will top $6 trillion in the next five years, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity to re- reduce this potential risk by developing programs and partnerships that help our member organizations avoid these losses. So given your experience with MasterCard, Greg, do you see yourself helping to bridge the gap between banks and retailers where threat intelligence related to card breaches is concerned? Well, Tracy, I think my work at MasterCard helped me appreciate the perspectives of multiple stakeholders in the global financial community. And one solution does not always translate into a one-size-fits-all solution. And you always have to have an open view on new ideas and keep communication going. And again, that's where I think the mission of the FSISEC fits perfectly. 
FSISEC has demonstrated countless times in its history the value of information sharing, and I think that's evidenced by the fact that the FSISEC was chosen by the Retail Cyber Intelligence Sharing Center, or the RSIC, to help them grow and develop their organization and share threat information amongst retailers. Greg, what would you say are the top three to five cybersecurity threats the financial industry, and that could be retail and banking, will face in the next year? And how will your role help to better position the FSISEC to address those threats? Yeah, well, as uh, just mentioned earlier about the potential cybercrime loss estimates over the next five years, I think that cybercrime will continue to be a major problem. Uh, specifically, ransomware has shown over the past few years to be a rising issue, and I think FSISEC has helped greatly to educate multiple sector utilities, agencies, and businesses by collaborating with the National Healthcare ISAC, the Multi-State ISAC, FBI, and Secret Service to host several ransomware information sharing events across the U.S., all leading up to National Cyber Awareness Month in October. Our goal in these sessions was to help educate as many people as possible on what ransomware is, how to spot it, and what to do about it if you're faced with an infection. Uh, another area I see as a big threat issue is destructive malware, which will continue to see uh, major issues over the next several years. Similar to our efforts on ransomware, uh, last year the FSISEC helped publish an open source paper on destructive malware that helps share information on the threat and what could be done about it and how to prevent it if necessary, you know, and, and then to respond to the event. A third area I think will continue to grow is the merging of physical and cyber threats. So cyber is a domain without any borders, and I think our adversaries know this. So it's reasonable to expect that threat actors will continue merging their capabilities in both the physical and cyber domain to accomplish their goals, whether it be for financial gain or espionage, hacktivism, or geopolitical motivations. And with all of this in mind, I think the FSISEC has done a tremendous job to work on developing crisis response playbooks for our membership that coupled with education and information sharing, we're enabling our member organizations to be better prepared in uh, areas of prevention, detection, and response. Greg, you make a good point because the world is becoming a smaller place, and of course a lot of the threats that we see aren't just limited to one part of the world but are actually crossing borders and are quite international. Are there any variances in the types of threats that you're seeing internationally, or do you think that the threats that we face here in the United States are the same threats that perhaps we would see in Brazil? Well, that's right. I mean, definitely the world is getting smaller thanks in large parts of te technology. Technology is helping in so many ways. Uh, but in regards to threats, you know, the threats might have a little bit different flavor uh, depending on the location. But with cyber specifically, it's relatively easy for an adversary to mount an attack or conduct their operations halfway around the globe uh, to complete their objectives. And we've also seen that emerging threats might pop up in one region first, like Brazil, and then migrate to other parts of the globe where our members uh, have operations. This is one of the best capabilities, I think, that the FSISEC can deliver on, is that it, we enable rapid information sharing so that members uh, that are experiencing the event can quickly share the information about the attack to other members, and then that could better prepare the entire sector to defend itself against those attacks. As we mentioned earlier in our interview, of course, the FSISAC is a global organization, and of course, you have a presence in Europe and then looking to other markets. Do you think, Greg, that a counterpart for you will be hired to serve the European market? Well, actually, we've recently just hired an intelligence officer for Europe, and the primary focus of that role will be to develop intelligence programs specific for our members in Europe. And uh, they're going to work closely uh, reporting up to me to meld that into other 
parts of the intelligence program, but primarily their focus will be to serve the members in Europe because there are some nuances there that we have to make sure that we're sensitive to. And then finally, Greg, before we close, are there any additional thoughts you'd like to share with our audience, either about the FSISAC generally or about your new role? Well, I'm excited to be part of the FSISAC, and I think that information sharing will continue to be a key part of uh, not only our members but other uh, businesses' uh, risk management program. And FSISAC has demonstrated to be a leader in information sharing, and my hope is that uh, with my capabilities that I can enable us to continue to deliver better products on intelligence and build out better information sharing capabilities around the globe. Well, Greg, I'd like to thank you for your time today. Thank you very much, Tracy, for having me. Again, we've just heard from Greg Tem of the FSISAC. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.